Welcome to Wildly Empowered Women. I'm your host, Jessica Zalens. My vision is to empower women to unleash their genius and become financially independent. Think of this podcast as the equivalent of an espresso martini for your feminine. The sophisticated and delicious awakening your feminine power has been waiting for. I'm here to remind you of the wildly empowered woman you already are. Welcome back, everyone. I'm excited to bring you a conversation today with someone whose work and mind I admire so much. She's an up-and-coming sex-positive feminist and artist, and her work focuses on the female orgasm, pleasure activism, sex education, while also being inclusive to all bodies and ability. Her work is a beautiful pop art style that likes to use palettes that involve bold pink, highlighter purples and bright colours in a modern and sex positive art style. And in my opinion, it's the most powerful and shareable way for us to really bring conversations to the forefront that really require attention. So before we get into today's episode and I introduce the incredible mind and person behind Nasty Peach Art, I wanted to just give a little bit of context around what we mean when we say sex positive. So for anyone listening that doesn't really understand what sex positive means, we're referring to a space where any sexual preference is seen without judgment and instead approaching it with curiosity and inclusivity. So it's a healthy challenge to the norms, the norms of what, you know, we're grown up thinking is supposed to be the way and viewing all sex related things as a healthy part of the human experience. So sex positive generally refers to any area of sexual identity, gender expression and orientation, the relationship to the body. And from my own experience of studying feminine embodiment, which I am at the moment, I've seen that that it's also emphasizing the importance of personal body agency and safe sex practices, including consent, of course, which is always our primary focus. So if there's anything else you want to share about this, Lana, before we go on and how we can support more sex positive conversations and inclusivity, would love any feedback from you before we get into our conversation. Hi. Yeah. Thanks for having me here. It can definitely be incorporated in a ton of different aspects of our lives just because it's something that can really reframe your mindset. So being sex positive means, you know, breaking that stigma for periods for vulva owners and making sure that we change that narrative from something shameful to something that we never need to feel shameful about, as well as it can also just be incorporated into how we talk to our children about their bodies and how they can view their bodies as something that isn't, you know, that they feel alienated from, but something that they can come to own and have their own bodily anatomy around it mm. um but as well as it can you know being sex positive <laughs> it isn't just meaning that you enjoy sex and that's the only thing you want to talk about it's just having this very open choice and uh open mind towards where yeah everyone is and how we can basically support each other through that or just making sure that we're very open about consent and pleasure and communication. Mm, Thank you so much for sharing that. 
So can you share a little bit about your story now and how you got into creating the incredible art that we just, I know I'm, I speak for many of your female followers that you have on Instagram that we absolutely love. So how did you get into this? Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, I have a background in fine arts. I have a degree in fine arts and I minored in art history, primarily how uh, feminism interacts with art history and how we can kind of view life after that. So that was where I originally started from. And then uh, just kind of basic lifestyle of where I was wanting to go. I've had two children and I've kind of had the time to uh, rest up. And while I'm with them right now, it's something that I wanted to explore further in my art and just do it in a way that's also empowering, but relatable to other mm-hmm. Volvo owners. Your message is just so empowering. And yes, especially for Volvo owners who, you know, the format of your art, but also the topics that you talk about, it seems mm-hmm. to be strengthened by the visual with it. So what is it that inspired you to sort of talk mostly on the topics that you talk on? Well, sometimes those things can just be easily pushed into corners that people don't want to bring up or they just assume someone else will bring it up. So, I mean, I am someone who is very open about, you know, where I stand and just kind of allowing, if need be, that art to be the loud and bolding word while someone else could share it just curiously coming into that it's able to also give them just kind of a narrative to Mm. reach out to see and I don't know I find when art is really bold especially with these kinds of messages it can come across in a almost not a shock value way but in a way that just tends to stand out more like it shouldn't be something that's you know soft and subtle unless that's the kind of art style or message you want to go for I wanted to go for bold and empowering and just no shame whatsoever. Mm, yeah, so powerful. You also speak a lot about the male gaze in your art. And from, yes. you know, I studied art in my HSC and my sister's worked in contemporary art for, you know, the better part of two decades. So I've been around a lot of art and studied it. So I can mm-hmm. see why <laughs> in art yes. history, you know, the way that women are portrayed as subjects in art and how we are typically represented, not always, but typically represented, is not in the most empowering way. So can you share with us any artworks that perhaps might have inspired you and what you would love to highlight or change when it comes to this topic? Oh, well, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Frida Kahlo and how mm. she was a disabled and queer artist in Mexico and she completely um, took back her sexuality and where she stood with that, she was very bold and outgoing. So she's a huge inspiration to me personally, as well as Olympia by Monet was one of the first sex worker pieces that didn't involve the woman subjecting to a man, but instead she was, uh, if you know the picture piece, it's about a sex worker who's holding you know, her genitals and looking straight at the camera. So that was a very controversial thing at the time. And it was done in a way where it was empowering versus submissive. So it's it's interesting seeing those and then where that shift has gone throughout, you know, the last couple of decades. I think we're in a very interesting growth space right now where a lot of people are coming to reflect on, you know, past trauma and past choices they've made and 
you know, seeing what they believe in now and what are all these things that are going on. So I think it's an important space to make sure that we're being inclusive and positive about these things. Like, you know, we're starting to see Netflix have like, you know, their shows with sex education and all these different spaces that are suddenly being more vocal about it because when we take sex and sex education away from consent and pleasure and we just make it something that is for the male gaze, it doesn't necessarily make it inclusive for anyone else. And it's about time that we, we take that back and, you know, start reclaiming it. Mm. And I love some of your content around, you know, I think a few months ago you had like 10 facts about vulvas and you're, you're really, you know, dispelling myths and making people think and mm-hmm. you know, you've got some amazing work. I really highly um, recommend I will have a link to the Nasty Peach Instagram so you guys can go and have a lovely stalk. It's very empowering. <laughs> work. But also on this topic of, you know, people bleed big deal like imagine if men were as shocked about rape as they are blood you know and that's also a topic that I love that you've highlighted because you know speaking of shame my gosh like that is like the first thing that we are not taught but I think in society almost taught to hide you know and Mm -hmm. then therefore we feel like we should shame is the fact that we do bleed and that is absolutely most incredible regenerative skill and most incredible thing that our body can do is every single month you know regenerate an organ but it's seen in such a shameful light so what is it that you want to sort of change about that topic or or highlight around periods as well oh well I mean it's definitely a narrative that it's definitely something that needs to change yes because too often it was something that was women would keep hidden and, you know, they were considered dirty or shameful for something that was very natural and, you know, altogether empowering because this is something that can create life. And this is something that, you know, whether or not you feel associated to it, it's something that many vulva owners alike all experience. And so another way that we can stop, you know, stigmas around that is talking about like period poverty. Like that is a thing that many many vulva owners have to go through, you know, they don't have the right, the right amount of financial means to sometimes, you know, choose between paying a phone bill or getting period products. So sometimes all these kinds of things are aspects that by being more inclusive with periods and talking, you know, to your husbands and sons and whoever else basically needs to talk about it because it influences everyone that can open a space to help uh, you know, stop period poverty and help change, you know, that mindset that it's something that is shameful and instead something that is absolutely normal and should never feel revered or hidden in a way that makes someone no longer feel comfortable with. Absolutely. And I love that you've just said talk to our sons and men, partners men in yes, general absolutely. about because yes it's great to empower our daughters and other women to talk about it too I think we've you know we've come far enough to know that we can do that and that that's something mm-hmm. empowering we can do it's actually yeah. talking to men and helping to recreate the way that they see it as well as yeah not that we need their approval but it'd be great for them to understand how powerful it is to a have a period b work within it and know what you know, the different seasons and how you can 
actually really harness so much power from being in touch with your cycle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for that. That was a great share. And so we were also talking when we were chatting on Instagram about, you know, how you'd love to make a difference if you were doing a TEDx talk and you wanted to talk about a certain topic and you mentioned reclaiming the feel, female orgasm and the mm-hmm. power behind it, which got me very excited because this is a topic that I'm very passionate about as well for many mm-hmm. reasons, especially because, you know, women voicing their needs and desires and actually prioritising them is something that more women need to own and actually share with their partners. So can you share what mm-hmm. it is that you'd love more women to know and be empowered around with regards to reclaiming their orgasm? I would say your body is absolutely something that you can explore. It doesn't need to be something that, you know, you're afraid of or even even just harbor acceptance around it can bring, you know, just a different way you see yourself. So I would recommend just taking the time to explore your body and find out what feels good. You know, don't be afraid to bring in sex toys and anything that ends up enhancing how you feel and your pleasure because too often, you know, we get afraid or we end up just faking that orgasm to get it over and done with. And that doesn't help anyone in that aspect in the end. So you definitely want to communicate. You want to make sure that we're in a space where there's no judgment and there's no kind of show around it. It's not all about show. It's about, you know, how you generally feel. And yeah, honestly, next time, if you end up just having them like, you know, talk to you about, you know, what feels good. Or if instead of, you know, they kind of end it, you can say like, great, like now I can't wait to do this with you or kind of lean into where you want to bring that back to yourself because, you know, you deserve pleasure and you deserve to feel good. And too often, you know, again, taking that away from the male gaze and finally bringing it back to an inclusive space where, you know, everyone wins. (laughs) Mm, Absolutely. And it's also like you said you are worthy of pleasure like it is something that you know every single woman needs to try out so that she can feel how powerful and um, pleasurable it is voicing what you want like voicing your needs voicing what feels good for you actually sharing your own needs and what you would like to experience to experience pleasure and my sexologist Mm -hmm. coach always says you know the first person that you should have sex with is yourself so that you actually yes. know what you want and know what feels great for you and experiment and see what, you know, because everyone's going to have different sex languages as well, just like we have different love languages. Because Absolutely. you can't expect someone else to know what you want if you don't want it, if you don't know yourself. Exactly. So, you know, it's also that like self-pleasure topic too of like, you know, go, go and experience your own body and see what feels really good for you. So I love that. Absolutely. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about your work or the messages that you're really powerful about that you would like to share to empower those that are listening to this episode? Just that uh, wherever you end up becoming or going to in life, that you should always feel just empowered by what you've come through and who you are, whatever sexuality you are, whatever body shape, whatever walk of life you've gone through, you are essentially worthy enough for that kind of joy and that pleasure and at the end of the day just being more open to that can help a lot with yeah just going through going through life and having that acceptance towards others and whatnot i love that thank you so much and absolutely final question 
If yes. you could go back to your 21-year-old self, what advice would you give? Uh, <laughs> probably not to fake your orgasm. <laughs> great advice. Yes. <laughs> That's a great one. And actually on that topic, so another really big thing with, you know, like getting in touch with your pleasure and really knowing what you want is also asking for it, you know, like complete agency in the bedroom of being like, hey, would you be willing to do X, Y, Z? And if your partner says no, that's not a reflection on you. Like that's actually just, you know, giving someone agency and maybe they might say, look, I'm not, but what I could do is this. And it's like, you know, having full consent and agency in the bedroom, it doesn't have to be, you're not having, you know, you're not sitting down and having a legal discussion about a contract (laughs) you're going to have in the bedroom. You're just saying like, voicing what it is that you want and having that curiosity to explore and try different things out and and ultimately ask for what you want I've I've been there too where I've just like sort of gone with the flow and not been experienced enough to to even know what I wanted and then been disappointed Mm -hmm. that I didn't get the pleasure that I like expected even though you know Mm -hmm. should have expected it because I didn't even know what I wanted in the first place like we aren't taught to actually explore and then ask for what we want so I wanted to just add that because I agree with you you know like don't fake an orgasm that doesn't yeah no absolutely you're not here to please your partner by pretending that you're loving something that you know most especially most men like really do want to please their partners like they actually absolutely empower them by telling them what you actually want they'd love hearing it and love knowing that you're reciprocating in the pleasure as well oh yeah and it doesn't even have to like sometimes when people think that they can think that it's you know it might not be sexy enough or something if you're asking for that but no way there's totally different ways where you can just totally let them know you know exactly what kind of stuff you like or what you want to try new and you can bring it up and say, Hey, there's different things that, you know, I would like to do. And in that safe scenario, your partner, you usually be okay with that. And you kind of go into those things and then it works out from there, but it's yeah. a start. <laughs> Absolutely. And even, you know, at the beginning of the conversation, before you get into things like asking, you know, are you in the space where you want to have sex right now? You know, like yeah. a lot of women can get in the positions where they have sex out of obligation, but I'm sure men can too, you know, like where they oh, yeah. might not be in the mood or their, their mind is elsewhere. Like sex is so energetic that this is why the consent and agency conversation isn't just about people who have just met and, you know, maybe aren't in relationships. It's like even mm-hmm. super important and needs to be remembered in a um in a relationship you know in a consensual relationship to still bring that up and have that discussion each time to make sure that both parties are there because they really want to be you know they're not just there out of obligation absolutely and honestly it's just taking away from that narrative again of like you know sex only pertaining to penetration or sex only being you know with a partner or sex only being when the male partner in the circumstance finishes We need to change that narrative so that, you know, any form of pleasure counts. And, you know, that foreplay is extremely important. That earlier aspect of sex, you know, it isn't something that's instantaneous. It's something that, you know, builds up and there's different ways that you can work around that. Just kind of making sure that we're, yeah, in the space where we can have that narrative and not just expect it to appear in a way that's, you know, ABC. It's 
kind of has uh, different ways and different aspects and sex mm. is different on every page. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. What a powerful conversation. And You're very welcome. I, I really invite you to go and check out the Nasty Peach Instagram, which I'll pop in the show notes of this episode, and share her work, share Lana's work on your Instagram, tag us both and share these messages because they're so empowering for vulva owners and they're so empowering for everyone to see and start to, you know, really challenge the norms around these conversations and challenge the way of thinking about these topics as well. So thank you so much for joining us, Lana. Really You're very appreciate welcome. Your time. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everyone. If you had any value from that episode, would love and appreciate a rate, review, or share onto Instagram, tagging me at Jessica Zalens. Let's share this message and empower more women because a rising tide really does raise all ships. So together we can create a collective of wildly empowered women who really are changing the world. Now, I'm going to be gifting $100 cash to one listener each month that rate reviews or shares an episode of Wildly Empowered Women for two reasons. First, obviously, to share this message and impact and empower more women. Secondly, to help you exercise that muscle of receiving. If you can't receive money, how can you receive more love, more compliments, more help, more success, more incredible desires into your life? So I really want to be able to help more women receive and also to gift that money so that you can spend it on no one but yourself. <laughs> you get to spend that money on something that makes you feel more wild, more empowered or more woman. So I cannot wait to announce the very first winner. And I'm really excited to be bringing you more of these conversations. So thanks so much again for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.